I really want to capture as much of this because I know, especially with the s snow, some people will not make all of the sessions that they want to today. Um, so we are going to record as, mu as much of this as possible. My name's Andrew Middleton. I'll say a few words in a minute, but um, we're running to quite a tight schedule because we really wanted to get as many people speaking today as possible. So I'm going to hand straight over to Graham Holden, who is Head of Academic Practice here at Sheffield Home University. Graham. I've always wanted to hold the microphone like this. This is dangerous giving me a microphone. Um, good morning and a very warm welcome. To emphasis on the warmness. I say it a lot and feel it at Sheffield, especially those who have travelled any distance today. Um, I'm glad you've made the journey because I think we're in for a real treat. A real selection box of goodies. There's not even a bounty because that's the one in our house that always gets left. There aren't even any bounties today. Box definitely not a bounty. Andrew asked me to provide, um, I think I'm the warm-up act, but also a little bit of context, which I'll do. Before I do that, though, I just want to say four thank yous. First thank you is to yourselves for making the effort on the Friday before Christmas to come to this event. I think the number of people, the fact that we were oversubscribed on the numbers that we could accommodate in the rooms tells us something about the significance of the content of the day and how valuable it will be. A very big thank you to Andrew over there. Without Andrew, this thing wouldn't happen. It was his idea. I seem to remember the early conversation. He's been the brains of the outfit. Um, so, big thank you to Andrew. And there's two people who aren't here, which I'd like to extend a thank you to, and we'll make sure it gets passed back which are Pamela Mitchell and Laura Underwood, who are the two very nice, friendly people you met downstairs on the reception desk, who've done lots of work behind the scenes to make today happen. So Andrew asked me just to give a little bit of context. Feedback feels like it's the perennial problem in every institution, and yet again this week, that was highlighted here, where I had the the lucky opportunity to go to our academic board, I'm sure you have something equivalent. I wasn't invited to talk about feedback, but I came in halfway through the paper that was being discussed, which is about something called the National Student Survey. I don't know what that is, but it's apparently important. Um, and they were talking about the work on assess assessment and feedback. The fact that there wasn't really anyone in the room who had been working on assessment and feedback seemed irrelevant. And we were talking about it, and the conversation seemed to turn around to quick wins. We somehow ended up on timetabling. Um, it was dreadful, really dreadful. Um, I, I was absolutely speechless. For most people who know me, I am never speechless. The comment afterwards, Graham, you didn't say anything. I was lost for words. I really was. And there's another point I wanted to make about the, the, the relevance of feedback. I am one of a group of people, about 23 academics, looking at Chris, academics and researchers across the sector who were brought together by the ASCII Settle, or the Ask Settle, at Oxford Brook. And we've now called ourselves the Osney Grange Group, because that sounds rather good, and nobody knows what it means. Um, and there was an article in the Times Higher, probably about six weeks ago, four to six weeks ago, talking about feedback myths and this group of academics trying to, if you like, explore different approaches to feedback and that we need to reconceptualise feedback if we are to move on. Mm. And that's a group of academics who <coughs> you might 
probably listened to more than me, people like David Nicholl, Di Hounsell, Chris Ross, Margaret Price, and so on. So people who have researched into feedback over many years. And that was a fascinating two days. And I want to read you a sentence which was one of the outcomes of that event. <coughs> now, it hopefully will all come into place. And I'm going to set you a little challenge for the day as well. And amongst five, this was five different points that that group agreed. And this was the first in the keynote. And basically it says, it needs to be acknowledged that high level and complex learning is best developed when feedback is seen as a relational process that takes place over time, is dialogic, and is integral to learning and teaching. In the words of David Nicholl, who was there, I didn't realise he did punchlines, but apparently he did. Um, it was moving from monologue to better dialogue is where we need to be with feedback. My challenge for today is, uh, comes from a paper by Patricia Hill. I don't know Patricia, but it was a really interesting paper, so I might catch up with her later. And there were some comments in there, students' reflections on their experiences of audio feedback. And the really interesting comment I picked up was one of the students says, in response to receiving audio feedback, you couldn't really respond to it, it was so frustrating. So how can we, or can we, use technology, audio feedback maybe, or other forms of technology, to create this dialogic process or enable this dialogic process more. So move away from this simple dialogue, this transmission of information towards what we all understand as the high quality bit of higher education, dialogue. That's the, the key for me and that's my little challenge for you, picking up on the theme of the day.